Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. You are interested in the unknown, the mysterious, the unexplainable. That is why you are here. Welcome to episode 327 of AFTN. This is the preview podcast. Uh, today we are in a secret bunker. We are not allowing Joe or Gideon in. <laughs> I am here with Peter. Uh, this is Nicholas. Um, so we're here to preview the next game for the Whitecaps against the RSL. Keeping with some traditions, the opening question is choose an inspirational quote to go on an inspirational pitcher to give to the Whitecaps. After the Whitecaps versus Minnesota United game, um, for for mine, I managed to get a football quote, but it's not the type of football that we're used to. Um, it's by Robert Griffin III, and his quote is: "Football is football, and talent is talent, but it is the mindset of your team that will make all the difference." Mm. I thought that was kind of MDS appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine, I guess, is a little little bit more uh, cynical, <laughs> so maybe not a super inspirational quote. Uh, believing in progress does not mean believing that any progress has yet been made. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm coming at this from a cynical, cynical angle here. Might um, be the theme of the uh, of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we need Joe and Gideon to balance out our cynicism. We do. <laughs> so let's quickly review the last game. Whitecaps fell three two. They came out of the gate pretty well, though. Yeah. Good, good first, really good first 20 minutes. I was surprised with the Godoy goal. I thought that was kind of out of nowhere, but then... But then, I mean, they let in two set-piece goals, and Minnesota, we did talk a little bit about this in the preview podcast, that their defending was a bit garbage oh, last wow. year. And, you know, we're not previewing Minnesota, <laughs> but like, we're not reviewing Minnesota, but still, you know, that's something to, to keep an eye on for, for Minnesota, and also for the Whitecaps, you know, maybe... Yeah, we can continue to get goals off set pieces. That's not a bad thing. Worked well in 2017. Yeah, if we can keep that up in a possession game, we'll be in a good spot. Yeah, exactly. The the secondary scoring will obviously be important. But yeah, and then the wheels kind of fell off of the game after that kind of first 20 minutes. What was your take on that? They were they were they were quite good. In, they were decent in possession. I think MDS was. His comments were fair after the game and saying that they rushed possession a lot because they were really good in the midfield once they got to the final third. They really tried to 
The long balls. The long balls to Montero. Yeah, that felt like when he was here before. Yeah, And I'm exactly. like, no, that has been tried before. That is exactly what we were... It didn't really work. <laughs> Can we try to keep these balls on the deck, get it to yeah, his feet? Yeah, exactly. Combine with him in some way. Or know? at least put it over them. Because it, every ball kind of came expecting Montero to take it on his chest, bring it down, and then like... Mm-hmm. Pass it back, yeah, turn like, around, kick it into space, let him run onto it. Exactly, you know? and with Ikapar on his back, that was never going to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's unfortunate. Um, they snatched a goal again off a set piece with uh, Henry getting that one, but then they couldn't find yeah an- another goal. Overall, it was still an entertaining game, and that mm-hmm. that was something we brought up last time was it was important that the game would be. Even, even if they didn't, even if they didn't win, at least it'd be entertaining in some way. So it it was three two, bunch of goals. What do you make of the the last goal, the Godoy Crepeau mistake? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, sometimes you you make the wrong guess as a goalie. Yeah. I guess like that's that's really my. I don't really have any excuses for him, but I, mean, I felt that one as well. He wasn't the only one at fault. Yeah. On that goal, the whole lead up to that goal was unpleasant to watch. Yeah, that whole sequence, because, I mean, it was a it was a goal kick, and then Crepo passed it to Godoy, and then Godoy kind of, he kind of stood there and then didn't, like, run it. That was kind of a theme I found of the whole game, was that they would get the ball, but they wouldn't run into space. They kind of just, like, they're kind of trying to force a pass or something. Yeah. And he, so he passed it to Aris and then gave it away, right. and then they kind of just, just two players running on Godoy. On yeah. That yeah, and that was, yeah, that was, and then the other goal was also, Kind of from, uh, I guess it went down in the stats book anyway as an error for Lass. So yeah, that's our our quick review of the previous game. But we're always looking to the future, to more positive <laughs> things. So let's take a quick look at RSL. Yeah, I mean they've had a fairly quiet they've had a fairly quiet off season. RSL RSL is always one of those teams that I find difficult to keep up with their squad and the quality of it because they rely so much on their academy. But um, quick, taking a quick look at their signings, they've made two two, two, two notable signings. Yeah, I think the, the biggest one is their the midfielder, uh, Everton Luis. And mm-hmm. He played last week, and he played pretty well beside Beckerman, I think. Yeah, he played in Serie A before this. Um, for, I think it's S-P-A-L. He's mm-hmm. a... He's a midfielder. I'm not sure if he's a six or an eight or. But he, but he played. Yeah, he played beside Beckerman last game. They both picked up yellow cards pretty fast. They were pretty aggressive. Yeah. Um. And I think I read somewhere that they're pretty reckless challenges when I rewatched them. Yeah. And I. And, but I was reading somewhere that Petke was trying to make the team more aggressive. Okay. Like apparently he felt that they were too soft last year. Last year. So. Maybe he's trying to send a message, you know, go out, get yellow cards. That's okay. Maybe he's trying to play on a, play on the edge. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, I mean, they sat, they sat fairly, like their defensive line sat fairly back, and then they kind of pressed on Houston, who was, who, who was, who was a counterattacking yeah. team. So fair enough. Deny made, them space, right? Yeah, I guess trying to win. Like, well, both both the tackles kind of took place when they were like trying to, they were in the, kind of the middle of the park, so they're kind of trying to win the ball in their mm-hmm. half, counter on them. Counter on the counter. <laughs> counter the counter. Um, yeah, they, they lined up in a... So as far as their formation, they lined up in a 4-2-3-1. Romando's still on the back. Yeah, from left to right, Herrera, Onua, the, he's the English center back. Silva, Lennon, and then the midfield, they had Everton and Beckerman as their defensive midfielders. With Baird, Rusnak, and Savarino, and then Krylak up front. Yeah, I love their 
attacking midfield three. That's a yeah. They're quite fun to watch. Rusnak, great, great passing, great vision, fantastic. Yeah, they're all set pretty pieces. Agile players, really. And Braid, you know, that yeah. was his rookie season last year, if I remember correctly. Right? I think, I think then, it was. Yeah. I mean, he's basically picked off right where he started off. He got an assist. Yeah, that was last a really. Game. He had a really good pass from the, from the left wing, just kind of ran in. Granted, he probably should have been shut down quicker, but like just kind of ran, cut in, and then just perfect pass to Rusnak mm-hmm. who scored. They were looking pretty good. You know, they went into Houston and they got a result against arguably a, a team a that good, a good team. A good. I mean, they won the U.S. Open Cup last year. A team that probably should be in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, RSL is always a team as, as good as they as good as they were against Houston. You feel that RSL is a team that you need to get three points off of like you feel like it but they're they're always it seems to be they always are able to to find a way to be in the game yeah you it's like people are like oh rsl it's just a three acronym name doesn't even mean anything (laughs) so you know we we, i feel like we we maybe have a tendency to under yeah they're a little bit like the caps in that sense that people don't usually rate them but they Mm -hmm. They're not bottom feeders or you know do really well. They kind of just hover on that mid pack, run the play like, contest. Yeah, like the they're playoffs, maybe the they can be in the playoffs, maybe they can't. And I mean, when they got in the playoffs, then they had a huge upset against LAFC, right? Yeah, and um, yeah, notably they've got Krylik up front who scored that volley in the in that playoff game where they beat LAFC. <laughs> yeah, I mean it'll be interesting to see because last year he was kind of playing as this like weird. False nine. Well, he was supposed to play as like, an eight when he was brought yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. And he has his whole. He think he played. He played in Union Berlin in Germany, and I think played over six, eight, ten. Like you know, in the midfield his whole mm-hmm. life, and then suddenly played really aggressive. Kind of midway through the year was a switch where he went mm-hmm. became like a false nine for RSL. So it'll it'll be interesting to see if he can keep that up because you were talking about that they also brought in a, another signing as well. Yeah, they brought in um, a guy named Sam Johnson, who's Liberian. He's He came from the Norwegian League. I mean, scored a whole bunch of goals there. He actually played in the Chinese Super League before that. Doesn't seem like... He's a DP for them, but doesn't seem like a crazy dangerous player, and he just came on as a sub last game, but... Yeah, he didn't see it really d- enough. D- didn't really see enough of him to gauge how good he is, how much of a threat he's going to be against the Caps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they don't have a, but they don't have a player like Quintero, like Minnesota did, or somebody like one play. I guess Rusnak, you could argue, is somebody that the Caps really but, need to watch out for. But like, but Rusnak, I feel like Quintero, like he got something. He got double digit goals, double digit assists last yep, year. Rusnak is not that caliber. No, no offense to Rusnak because he's pretty quality. Yeah, but he's not the kind of player. Last game, Quintero against the Whitecaps, he just dominated them. Yeah, like he just showed up, and he was like, two assists and a goal. Yeah. That's what Quintero, Quintero brings to your team. Yeah. But I, RSL, to me, right now, doesn't have a player that yeah, can just dominate the whole game and just turn it on its head if he needs to. You know, Rusnak, yeah, he's quality, and he's really good. And I think he's just definitely a step above you know most MLS players. But I don't think he's in that Quintero caliber of player yeah no that, that's fair do you think this will be an easier game for the caps in terms of getting that high press way they want to play out there because they don't have to worry about one particular player kind of minnesota did a lot of like 
we kind of would have possession, then we'd have a bad giveaway in the Minnesota. Actually, they were more, they, 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 just, they countered on us. Yes, they countered on the Caps for sure. I expect Petke to give some sort of tactical surprise. I think he's going to try something that is not necessarily going to be see seen coming um, yeah. to try to counter what we're doing. You know, like in Houston, I don't think most people expected him to play with that kind of low bl- mid block, yeah, low mid block kind of thing. And you know, I think he's known for taking gambles. I yeah, think, I think that's a fair assessment of him as a coach. He doesn't take outrageous gambles. He has to because he's not one of those managers that has like you know a super desirable manager. He's kind of just like, he's, yeah. he's not a big name. He's not an ex player. He's not a, or not. He is well, an ex player, but, player, but he's not the one like you know the Patrice Vieira kind of. Yeah, he's not a. And he's not doesn't give GBS or, yeah, or anything. He doesn't, like he doesn't that, get the yeah. same. He doesn't get the same tactic like um, praise as like other managers, MLS mm-hmm. managers like Bob Bradley and Peter Vermees. But he's won. He's won the supporter shield. Right? Or with is New York? With New York, yeah. So, like, I don't think we can totally discount him, but I think no. you're totally right that people do underrate him because I remember that he won the Shield for New York Red Bulls, yeah. and then they kicked him out that year that he won the Shield, which is kind of surprising. And there was a lot of anger towards the so management, much. but then they got an even better yeah, coach. And, and I mean, so, <laughs> like... yeah. So what do you expect? What do you? What would you? What would I do to counter a white caps like high press in RSL? I would try to abuse that left back position. If if Cornelius. Yeah, we'll talk about the left back position in a little bit when it comes to. If Cornelius is going to play there again, yeah, that's what I would be setting up my team to do. Is like abuse that left back position. That's a fair strategy. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and just like go for it and 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 get it, and then. I don't think they need to do anything like in terms of like low block or, or anything like that because they're going to be at home. I think the expectation is they're going to need to go out there and, and, and get it. But maybe like do some overloads on the left-hand side, you know, swamp the left-hand side. Yeah. Look for the space behind there and, and try to take advantage of that. If yeah. I was looking at this these tapes and being like, what could I do? It'll be interesting to see how RSL approaches the game, but we'll move on and talk a little bit about how we think the Caps will line up against RSL or, or like some some talking points from the from that need to be addressed from the Minnesota game at least. Yeah. The left back spot. We just talked about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In terms of the depth chart for the left backs, just to read just anybody who's yeah. not familiar with the cap squad, we've got Brett Levi's mm-hmm. PC and then players that can play that position, Russell Tybert can play left back, mm-hmm. maybe. And then, you know, we had Derek Cornelius against yeah. Minnesota, which didn't did not, did not work, work out, out that well. Didn't didn't work out that well. I mean, when I was looking at some of the charts afterwards, he was almost at the halfway line. That was like his average position, which maybe that was the tactical instruction for him. I mean, to, MDS likes to get his fullbacks high, which, high up the pitch. So, but then when I look at the other side where Narinsky was, he was not that mm-hmm. high up. So unless there was something where they were trying like to... Like one forward, one back. Yeah, like, where they were trying to use the left-hand side and press, you know, higher up the pitch on the left-hand side, okay. But I think maybe that, given his... I don't... We were talking about this. I don't think he's ever actually yeah, played I don't, that position. I don't think it's an optimal... I don't think Cornelius left-back is an optimal choice, like, mm-hmm. at all. It's, like, the last thing that I don't want to have out there, and, and it showed it. It did not yeah. work well against Minnesota. Especially after PC came on. Yeah, and PC came on and he he was on for twenty minutes, ten, yep. 10 minutes. Some he was on at the end of the game, and immediately from when he came on, it looked a lot better. Yeah, and he got an assist. 
so I mean, it's well, yeah, we don't know what the current state of all of the three white caps other than Cornelius who can play left back are because mm-hmm. Levi's was injured. I think Levi's is out for like at least like a month. He's mm-hmm. out for a while. PC played for twenty minutes against Minnesota. He could be back. Yeah, and then Tyvert is also based on the Whitecaps Twitter and Instagram post today. It looks like Tyvert will is healthy and mm-hmm. should be at least in the eighteen for the mm-hmm. RSL game. So between those two, who would you prefer at the left back spot? I would go with PC. Yeah, I, I think I would go with PC. I agree. <laughs> um, just based off of like what he what he showed. Um, and, you know, he seems to be more comfortable in that position than Cornelius. Yep. And, yeah, I think really he, he put his stamp on the game a little bit. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a winger converted defender, so, Mm -hmm. but he's still going to perform better defensively than Tybert probably will, just because it's not Tybert's natural position. He's more of a winger midfielder Midfielder. as opposed to defender. Well, I've always looked at Tybert as like the... Swiss Army knife, hundred <laughs> percent kind of player where he's yeah. like he's not great at one position, but if you put him there, he will do like a reasonable job. Yeah, he won't do anything fancy. He won't necessarily help you, but he's not going to be probably not going to be the weak link. Yeah, he's not going to harm you per se. All right, so left back spot. I think we can both agree that we'd rather have PC there. Mm-hmm. I also would probably say I expect MDS to go with PC there if yeah. he is healthy, which yeah. I'd predict he will be goalkeeper though is I, are you going to be quick to to make judgments or are you am gonna, i going to be quick to make judgments are you going to stick with I, i'm going to be quick to make judgments and okay. i think right. mcmath deserves a shot especially because okay he he went the wrong way on that one you know what's his what's going on in his head mentality and, and also going back to the whole thing that mds was saying at in the preseason, you know, it's not... It's not anyone's spot. It's not anyone's spot. It's up for grabs. If it's up for grabs, and a person, you know, made a mistake, switch it up. And show, you know, because if that's what he's going to say, the best time to show that you mean what you say, I think, is at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I I wasn't a big fan of Carl Robinson's constant rotation of the squad, and Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to see that under MDS. But I think the best time, if we're going to kind of juggle around positions, see who fits where, you know, earn your chance, earn your spot. Mm -hmm. It's definitely now in the first month of the season. Yeah. The first little while to see. So, like, I'd like to to say stick with Crapo. McMath is a, he's played in the MLS before. Before Tim Howard came, he was the starter. He was the starter. And by all accounts, Colorado supporters were actually angry that they got Tim Howard because they're like, we already have a good goalkeeper. Why are we wasting DP money? On yep. this over-the-top bald guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tim Howard has brought a lot of things. Negative things. <laughs> to Colorado. Yeah, okay, so I think yeah, I think it's fair to say that McMath deserves a shot against yeah, I, I RSL. Yeah, I would prefer to see him out there. I, thought, I was impressed with Crapo. I thought he did quite well, but yeah, I think it's fair to say to, to juggle, juggle it up. Any other positions that you, before we make our lineup have predictions? <sighs> Yeah, I was thinking, you know, I wasn't too happy with the both of the players who were involved in those two later goals. You know, Iris. Iris yeah. and, and Lass. Like, okay, yeah. Because maybe if we put Tybert there, you know, gives instead of Iris, giving, giving, you know, we know exactly what he does when he plays in the midfield yeah. position. He's not going to do anything going forward. He's just going to 
move it side to side. But if he moves it side to side to Felipe or Inbaum, like, listen, those are our creative players. That's who you want to get the ball to. Yeah. Like, I think maybe... I think Tybert suits that position really well because, I mean, the whole idea of the six in that in MDS's system is that you know, they they are probably the player with the most touches in the game. They do a lot of passing, but they're not directly required to just like start mm-hmm. the attack. And Huang and Felipe can do that. Yeah. And Tybert is really good at getting back and yeah. playing box to box, like with as the press requires. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I get the message that you probably don't want to send. You gave him the captain's yeah, card. Yeah, that's fair. You don't want to like be like, oh, you're benched. That could be. Uh, could get you into an ugly situation. Right? I would guess if Tyber gets a start, it will be in Felipe's position, or yeah. it, and then I and then I'd expect a Reese, or he, or he is just on the bench and MDS goes to the same three midfielders. Mm-hmm. As for Lass Venuto, who starts? I mean, I probably want to see Venuto as well. Yeah, I kind of just want to see like and what, with the same with the, with, with the whole same you know seeing who deserves to start, like juggling mm-hmm. the positions around it's the first couple games of the month. Like, you yeah, might as, you might as well. Yeah. Now is your time to, I think now people will have more, or give, would give the Whitecaps more leeway yeah. to kind of experiment in that. You know, we don't necessarily want you to experiment like when playoffs are on the line. Yeah. Quote unquote. Not that playoffs aren't on the line already. <laughs> yeah, especially with, yeah, with <laughs> the, new, the new format, they emphasize that. In yeah. The MLS games that yeah. I watched this week and how important each game is. It's going to be, yeah. If you're the seventh seed, you will play away the entire playoffs, and the chances of you managing to win is four games away from home, away from home eh, is pretty low. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Other than the things that need to be changed, and like the way it's played, I just no more long balls to Montero. Keep it on the ground. Yeah, like we, were t- we talked about that already. That's 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 really the only main thing that I need to address in the way. The in, in terms of the attack, the tactics. Yeah, I think. Maybe, yeah, like what you said, like we can't keep doing that. Like he's not a target man. We already had him here in Vancouver and tried to play him as a target man. Sure, he got double digit goals, but it still wasn't. Yeah, should have kept Kai Kamara if that's what we wanted. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I thought actually, for the most part, Godoy and Henry did a really good job. I think. Yeah, I, 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 was, I was impressed with. Both of their performances, because a lot of people said Godoy had a really great game. I actually thought when I was at the game, I thought Henry played really well because he just constantly cleaned up. Yeah, errors, I think balls they have the, the athleticism. Yeah, for this for this system press, for this system, and that is good to know because you're if you're doing that high press system, a lot of the times your center backs are going to be exposed, yeah. and if your center backs are not Can't reading the game, if they're not being able to run after the game when things have gone bad. This system is going to fall apart pretty fast. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually pretty, I think, satisfied with, satisfied with that pairing. I think it's going to be, I hope that pairing stays together and, yeah. you know, we can see more. Um, it's more of that. More of that, yeah. With that in mind, so, I mean, you can probably make guess how we're going to, how you want the Caps to line up on, from what we've said so far. Yeah. But um, well, how, would, how would you like, to, how would the Caps line up against RSL? Um, yeah, I think we're going to start from the back then. I think go with McMath. And then you want to start us off uh, in the back line? Yeah, well, I think with the back line, um, 
as we already said, we'd probably like to see PC at left back, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. assuming he's healthy. Yeah. Um, and then the Godoy Henry partnership would continue at, at, at center back yeah. and then right back. I think no 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 one had that penalty error, but otherwise he. Played. Oh yeah, that was just oh. it was that was <laughs> that was so unfortunate because like he knew what he it was needed really to do, it was really clumsy. He and really, it was just he was going too hard in. That was yeah, all it he, was. Yeah. Other than that, though, I thought he had a fairly strong game. Or at least in the first half, he played really yeah. well. Other than that, so I'd keep Nowinski there. The midfield, yeah, the midfield, Inbom didn't do anything wrong that game. I think no, I thought he he played. He really was well. probably the best midfielder Agreed. out of the three that played. Yep, totally. He he needs to be in. Do we give Aris a, a second chance? Do you, or or are we? I think we do. I think. Yeah, I think we do. Just and because a, it's only one one game. And then who's your last midfielder? Tybert, um, Felipe. I would like to see Tybert just because I think he brings more solidity. We're going to be away from home. I think we need a little bit more of that. He brings a little bit more of a backbone. I wouldn't mind Tybert either because I think if the plan doesn't work well and there's a lot of pressure on the backline, Tybert's really good at like when this. It's kind of chaotic. Tybert is really good at fighting. And, yeah, and he, getting in there. He puts and, a shift in. He's yeah. very. He'll he'll put it. He'll you know especially if it's like a pressing game. We're going to be having to fight for those loose balls yeah. that are around and Tybert. As is one of the white caps that I've never seen really back down from anyone you know, from any team. So yeah, so Huang, Arise, and Tybert is what. Yeah, we, I don't know if that's necessarily what MDS will do, but that's what we'd like to see. And then same front three, excluding Venuda, excluding excluding Bangura. Yeah, I think switch up, get Bangura, put him on the bench. It's it's kind of hard to do because he had a pretty good start. Like he had a really good start, but I think it's fair to give. Benuto a chance, see what he can do, and how he can combine with those three. Yeah, him and I like to see how him and Reyna play together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that about wraps up our Whitecaps RSL chat. In uh, in light of Joe and Gideon's absence, we'll be skipping the predictions for this week, but hopefully we'll have the whole group back together next week. Um, this has been episode three hundred and twenty-seven of the AFTN podcast. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the match. One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back. Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine.